and welcome to Worst Best Sellers, where we read about cat cults so you don't have to. I'm Renata. And I'm Kate. And for this episode, we read Into the Wild by Erin Hunter. Joining us to discuss the first book in the extremely prolific Warrior series is Sam, librarian and member of Wind Clan. Hi, everyone. Hi, Sam. Welcome to our clan. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Clan. <laughs> <laughs> this is one clan I'm ready to be a part of. Uh, you have to pass our initiation first, which we'll describe in lengthy detail. <laughs> Uh, we won't, though. Uh, so the Warrior series, I feel like it, those of you who maybe, like, are librarians or booksellers or have younger kids are like, oh, my God, the Warriors, there's, like, so many of these books, and why, and, like, where do they come from? And then maybe, I think if you're a little bit younger than we are, you might possibly be like, oh, my gosh, I loved the Warriors when I was a kid, or, like, I love them now? I don't know. But I think these came out too late for me to have read them as a child. And also, I think I would have been deeply upset by these as a child, personally. Uh, how about you guys? I first came upon them when I started working at the bookstore in, like, 2007, I guess it was. And it was one of those things where, like, looking through... Uh, what was popular with the kids. A lot of it was either stuff that I had heard of, uh, stuff that I knew of from when I was a kid, stuff that seemed, like, very obvious to me. And then there were, like, these cat books, which seemed very peculiar, but were wildly popular. We could not keep them on the shelves. Like, there was an entire, in our, like, series section, there was an entire bookshelf that was dedicated to this series and all of its spinoffs, not counting the bear ones, which came out a couple years later, which went in their own section. And so I read the first one being like, this can't just be about cats. And it was about cats. Yeah. And I first heard about the Warrior series uh, when I got my first library job um, after college. And I hadn't read kids books in a long time and I noticed that they were going off the shelf so I was like I'll pick the second series the new prophecy to read a couple of because the covers are cuter uh, they're pretty pastel colors that really don't have much to do with the books themselves but um I thought they were okay you know I liked them well enough but not enough to read the rest of them and it looks like Into the Wild didn't come out until 2003 so I was definitely high school, college then, not really reading middle grade books anymore. Right. Yeah, they are, I mean, they still, to this day, they're so popular. They're popular among a pretty wide age range. Like, we have them doubly in our children's room and in our teen room, because a lot of, like, older, older teens are reading them. And I don't know if it's, like, finding them new or like I used to like this and I want to reread them for comfort. I don't know, but they are definitely reading them until they fall apart. And I just was going through to replace a bunch of them. And I was just sort of down this Wikipedia rabbit hole of like, oh, but then there's a sub series and then there's the super specials. And then, you there's know, the little sister books. Where it's <laughs> cats, and then the ones where they just solve mysteries. Yes. And, and then the, one of the cats goes to California, and they have, like, a real dark series. <laughs> um, and there's manga 
graphic novel versions of them as well. Yeah, I don't think we even have those at my library. Don't tell the kids. <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this then. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I hope they don't for a lot of reasons. <laughs> kids, this podcast is rated E for explicit. <laughs> I will call your mother. <laughs> I won't, because that's a violation of your privacy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if this was all nonsense to you, and you have not even heard of these Warriors books, they are about clans of... Well, they start off being about clans of cats who live in the woods, and they have these like elaborate societies, and they like fight each other. And then, as alluded to, there's spinoffs about the dogs and the bears... And you were telling me there's a Lion King one? Yeah, the newest one, um, I can't remember what it's called right now, but it has a lion, I believe a baboon and a warthog that are working together to save like the Pride Lands or the Savannah. So, you know. She's got to, they got to branch out into other animals to keep this thing going. Yeah. And I, I heard you, you started to say she, and then you moved to they. And uh, that is something I learned from Wikipedia, is these books are all by Aaron Hunter, which I'm doing quote fingers around on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Hunter is a pen name shared by, like, six different authors, and they're just sort of a, a collaborative. And they specifically picked the name because they wanted a last name um, that started with H because then on the shelves they would be by Brian Jake's Redwall books. And they were like, were like, yeah, people will look for Redwall and then they'll see this and then they'll want that too. <laughs> Which is, it is a solid marketing plan. However, many bookstores, and I, I feel like my public library growing up did this as well, when your book turns into a series like that, they do not shelve them in the same place as like the regular novels or novel series when it becomes something like Babysitter's Club or uh, Goosebumps or Hardy Boys or Warriors, uh, they're in their own like series section. Yeah, then it's going to go under W for Warriors instead of H for Hunter. Yes. So good try. I mean, good good thinking did not, you should have done a little bit more research. My library has them under H, so they are near. Okay, great. So, so we apparently fell for their ploy. <laughs> <laughs> so what we read was Into the Wild, the very first Warriors book. And I guess we should start trying to tell you what the plot is. It's like, when it comes down to it, the plot is incredibly simple. It is like straight up sort of like Joseph Campbell, there's a chosen one and there's a prophecy and, you know, the chosen one is real good, you know, discovers this group of people who he's never heard of before, who like warily accept him and he ends up being their savior and, you know, there are betrayals. Like it is like a straight up sort of hero's journey kind of story, except it's about cats. It's about cats, and the, and then, so I would say probably a third of this book is just explaining the nonsense cat words to you, and this book was real hard for me to read for a lot of reasons. Um, partly, I'm, I know I've mentioned before, like, anytime a fantasy book has, like, too high of a concentration of made-up names on a page, then I kind of, like, I lose it. I like it to be a pretty low ratio of nonsense words to real words, so this had too many nonsense words for me. And then also, it's it's very hard for me to read any books where, like, anything bad happens to animals. And that's 
all this book is. <laughs> I mean, it's a war between cats. And and just to clarify, like, I, I don't know if you're imagining, like, cat people or anthropomorphic cats. These are cats. These are just, like, regular four-legged house cats. How dare you, Kate? They're not house cats. Well... <laughs> Feral yes. cats, but like regular cats, like the cat that is probably, if you listen to this podcast, living in your home right now. <laughs> but again, not because uh, one of the first distinctions we set up is there's all these different types of cats that you can be. And if you're a clan, you have a, you can be like a warrior or a queen, which is like the mom cat or the medicine cat, which is like, like the medicine cat. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can be an apprentice. Um, but then if you're a house cat, then you're called a kitty pet. And these warrior cats fucking hate kitty pets. And it was so hateful toward house cats. It is very, it is, it is very, yeah. yeah. There's, they're so disdainful of the house cats. And I just. Let's, uh, <sighs> and let's zip through a couple more of these, these words. So when we use them, you won't be like, what the fuck? I mean, a lot of them are, if you think about it, like, they do make sense, but they're also absurd. Uh, humans are two legs. Mm-hmm. Roads, highways and roads are thunder, th- thunder, thunder waves? Thunder paths. Th- thunder thunder paths. paths. What else? Um, the- well, the stars are the star clan, and every star is a dead cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they refer to the vet as the cutter. Uh, with yeah. reference to spaying and neutering the cats. This book has a strong anti-spaying and neutering agenda. Yes. Yeah. I would say that the warrior cats are not fans of Bob Barker. Absolutely not. Uh, I think, I can't think of anything else. I'm sure things will come up. I think they had something else they called dogs too, but I forget. Yeah. I don't think they're dogs. But yeah, so the book starts with... And also, they fucking change names all the time. As they go through each, like, wave of their life, they change their name. So our protagonist starts off as Rusty, later becomes Firepaw, and then becomes Fireheart? Yeah. It's, yes. it's like some My Little Pony up in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Rusty is a house cat, and he lives by the woods, and one day he is, like, out sniffing around the woods... And well, he he has a dream. He has like a a dream, right? About the about being in the woods, and he's like, "Oh, I never, I never thought about going to the woods before, but now I have this dream, and I better check it out." And so he's like nosing around there, and his humans are calling for him. And another cat who like lives nearby comes by and is like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, we don't go in the woods. Bad things happen there." And he's like, "Oh, whatever. I'm gonna go in the woods anyway." And he gets pounced upon by another cat. Which is Graypaw. Yes. And he has remarkable instincts and reflexes and manages to, like, throw off Graypaw and, like, corner him. And he's shocked because he's a kitty pet. And kitty pets are not supposed to be able to fight because they're so lazy and pampered. And it's amazing. He's never met a kitty pet before who knew how to fight. And Graypaw's, uh, he's an apprentice warrior, so his uh, mentor, Lionheart, Lionheart, comes into the clearing along with Blue Star, who's the queen cat, 
And they are also shocked that this kitty pet has, like, such good reflexes and is such good hunting instincts. And they offer to let him join the clan. And he's like, what, like, leave my house and, like, come live in the woods with you? And they're like, yeah, like, he has to take some time to think about it. And well, and, and he's like, well, why, I don't know. And Blue Star's like, you don't know about the cutting. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, your humans will take you away. And then after the cutting, like, you'll be, like, lazy and stupid. And then Rusty thinks about, like, this other neighbor cat. And he's like, oh, that's why that cat's so lazy now. And so he learns that there's kind of, that's the price that you have to pay to be a kitty pet. Yeah, so he decides that he is going to go out into the woods and live with these cats the next day. Uh, so he does. Which was heartbreaking. Like, Rus- think about Rusty's humans. Yeah. They don't know what happened to Rusty. Also, like, from a point of view as a human who has to, like, work all the time, it just seems absurd. Like, why would you leave a place where they feed you and love you and take care of you and let you do whatever the fuck that you want to live in the woods where right off the bat they say, like, there there is not enough food in the woods. Yeah. Like, we are constantly at war with other cats because there's not enough food to go around. Like, what would make you say, like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, that seems like a great place to go instead of, like, living in a house where people feed me all the time and tell me how pretty I am. Because they'll cut your dick off. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And because it's your destiny, clearly. Yeah, because yeah. you had that dream. These cats are deep into dreams, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I spend, I don't know, probably an hour every day at work just being like, Duarte's still asleep right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm here, I'm at a computer, I gotta, like, do this bullshit, and Duarte's just, like, asleep on a fleece. God, he's so lucky. I think that every day. <laughs> And that perspective is not represented in these <laughs> Yes, <words>. not at <laughs> all. Uh, so he goes out, and at first, uh, Blue Star brings him to, like, where the clan, the Thunder Clan, which is what he's a part of, what they're a part of, where they're, like, camped out, and all the other cats are like, oh, like a kitty pet. A kitty pet could never be a warrior. You're insane, Blue Star. And so uh, Rusty decides that he is going to show those cats what he's made of and, like, uses his cat instincts to figure out where the cat heckling him is and leaps into the fray and starts fighting this cat. And during the fight, the cat grabs him by the collar and the collar snaps. And they're like, it's a sign! It's a sign that he's, you know, tossing off the yoke of his oppression to join us in the cat. Whatever. In the Thunder Clan. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and a lot is made of like, you know, Rusty's not as strong as these cats, but he's he's so smart and he can do tricks. Like he'll like kinda play dead and then like snap around or whatever and they're like, Oh, we haven't like seen that. Uh so he joins the the clan and he's made an apprentice like like Grey Paw. All, like the, all the apprentices are like whatever Paw. So he becomes Fire Paw. Which, BTW, the real start of this book is there's a weird little prologue where Blue Star and uh, Spotted... Pa- Spotted Leaf. Spotted Leaf, the medicine cat. They talk to the Star Clan, which at that time isn't explained. And I thought, slash hoped, it was like alien cats. But it wasn't. It's dead cats. <laughs> <laughs> opposite of what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, they're talking to the Star Clan and like looking for guidance and the message they receive from the Star Clan is that fire will save them 
And they're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Fire is dangerous. But then they name this cat fire paw and somehow don't make the fucking connection for a long time. Yeah. Like, but it's not. <laughs> they're not suddenly like, oh, my God, the chosen one. They're just like, oh, like, it's weird that we were just talking about fire. And now, like, we've met a stranger who's, like, weirdly good at things who were giving the name fire. But I'm sure it's not at all related. Yeah. So then there's just a lot of fire paws, like, training, and he goes out and, like, learns how to fight and learns how to hunt and learns all the dumb cat customs. Like, there's all the different clans of cats. There's they, four. Yeah. Plus, plus Star Clan. And they're, um, like, the woods are divvied up because, as we alluded to before, there's not enough food in the forest to feed all the feral cats. So they have, like, very strict hunting lines where you're that you're not supposed to cross and there is one clan called the shadow clan which is particularly aggressive they're the slytherin cats yes Yes. which is weird because every cat's a slytherin it's true but they're maximum slither cat (laughs) so and then they find out that there's one day a month where all of the cats on the night of the full moon like all of the clans gather together in peace this gathering is called the gathering by the way <laughs> <laughs> capital g the gathering yeah uh well they're feral cats they haven't spent a lot of time with humans to improve their vocabulary it's true yes. it's true <laughs> so. so one day uh firepaw rusty who's now called firepaw uh, is out kind of patrolling or hunting and he comes across another cat. He smells another cat and a cat like an older malnourished female cat throws herself at him to try and kill him and they tussle and he injures her very badly. But instead of killing her, he hesitates because he has never killed another cat before and like he feels like that's not a good thing he should do and she's very clearly starving so he kills a rabbit and gives it to her and then he eats the remains which is against the warrior cat code or especially for him because the apprentice's job is to feed the elders yeah so i think other cats can eat whatever yeah eating the eating before the rest of the clan has eaten is a big no-no And so some more cats from the clan show up and see not only has he not murdered this, like, rival cat, but he also ate part of a a rabbit before bringing it to the rest of the clan. So, like, they're like, oh, like, he needs to be punished. And they bring him and this other cat back. And Blue Star, the queen cat, seems, like, much more upset that he ate part of this rabbit than, like, that he attacked this other cat but didn't kill her even though she's from like their fiercest rival Mm -hmm. she actually does not seem to care about the other cat at all yeah and so there's a couple things i want to say one is queen cat actually is a mom cat and blue star is the leader cat and that's just one more thing that's bullshit right 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 so you would think she is the queen but she's actually not a queen um, she's the leader. Uh, second, another thing that happened earlier when, when Rusty officially became Firepaw was that Blue Star's second in command had been killed before in a, in a cat battle, like before the book started. So she needed to name a new deputy. And so she picked Lionheart, I think at that same thing. Yeah. And then, um, but there's another cut. 
cat Tiger Claw, Tiger Claw who was mad about it. I don't know why I thought Turtle Claw. That wouldn't make any sense. What's that? <laughs> uh, I would love Turtle Claw. He'd be cute. Uh, and Tiger Claw also was the cat who was shitty to Firepaw. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Tiger Claw additionally was the cat who reported that they said like, oh, uh, the the old deputy was killed by a different clan, but then Tigerpaw like killed the, or Tigerpaw was the one who Tiger Claw. reported Tiger Claw. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Claw like reported that this cat was killed by the other clan, and no one else really saw it. Except for Ravenpaw, who is another apprentice, and which you want to say Ravenclaw, but it's Ravenpaw. Yeah. And Ravenpaw is like a, a shy, a shy boy. Yeah. Yes. And he's assigned to Tiger Claw. He's Tiger Claw's specific apprentice, just like Graypaw is Lionheart's specific apprentice. So there's like a loyalty thing going on there. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. So, Lion- anyway, so then uh, yeah. they've now back to the middle. Uh, they've brought back this injured cat whose name is Yellow Fang. And she is formerly of the Shadow Clan, but has been cast out for reasons that she doesn't explain. She's real vague about it. Yeah. Um, and Blue Star, the leader cat, says that to punish F- Firepaw Rusty mm-hmm. uh, for eating before the rest of the clan had eaten. His new job is to take care of Yellowtail and that she, Blue Star, will become Firepaw's uh, mentor. Because before he had just been sort of sharing mentors. Right? Yeah. And uh, t- Tiger Claw in particular is very annoyed that uh, Rusty slash Firepaw is being supposedly like given like a, a reward for being shitty. For eating before the rest of the clan, like, oh, and now, like, the leader is his mentor, and Blue Star's like, shut up, I'm still the leader, go to your room, but mm-hmm. not really, because she's not a mom. I don't know, this whole thing's yeah, on me. Yep, yep, yep. But, like, the, the things he kind of has to do to take care of Yellow Fang don't really sound, like, fun to me, because, like... He has to clean up Yellow Fang's dirt, which basically means that, like, whenever Yellow Fang goes to the bathroom, he has to, like, clean it up. Yeah, I forgot poop is dirt. And, yeah. And he has to, like, uh, get her food special. And um, the other thing, I think he has to share tongues with her, oh, which God. is not, like, French kissing, but is when two cats groom one another. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is also when we get more about the medicine cat stuff, which like kind of lost me because like when they're wounded, they pack cobwebs in the wound and then like their medicine cat just has a bunch of poppy flowers and so they're giving poppy seeds out to injured cats. So these cats are just like high. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, covered in spider webs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you sure the vet is that bad, you guys? I, and I also, how are they like doing that. this? <laughs> like, I get that you're very clever cats, but like, how are you physically doing any of this? Yeah. They have more dexterous paws than kitty pets because, you know, the cutter apparently also gets rid of your ability to grab cobwebs and swish them around and carry them in your mouth. I, I guess so. <laughs> so uh, after they have Yellowtail all settled in and whatever, uh, it's time for the gathering. 
so, um, fucking all, uh, Raven, uh, fuck, what the fuck is his name? Firepaw. Firepaw <laughs> does not get to go to the gathering because he's still an apprentice. And when apparently at the gathering, the Shadow Clan says that they have recently cast out one of their members because they killed the kits, the Shadow Clan kits. And uh, they were like so shocked by this that they threw out someone. And it's like implied that it's Yellowtail, but they don't come out and say it. So Tigerpaw immediately is like, it's fucking Yellowtail. Like, we have to go murder her. And Blue Star resists this. And Yellowtail does not cl- defends herself at this point and says, like, it's not her, I think. But, like, no one believes her because Tiger Claw starts spreading rumors that Yellowtail definitely did it. And around this time, Ravenpaw yep. comes, starts to come clean, comes clean specifically to Firepaw, I believe, saying that actually it wasn't another clan that killed the guy who got killed. It was Tigerpaw. And that he saw it. Yeah. Tiger Claw killed the the previous second in command because he thought he would get appointed to be the next second in command yeah. if that happened. But instead it was Lionheart. Yeah. And if you really care, that cat's name was Redtail. I don't, you know, you would think the suffixes would be the same for all the cats, but they start to get, you know, Redtail and Yellow Fang, apparently. Yeah. you got to go beyond your paw, heart, claw. <sighs> So there's like a, a lot, lot of like rumors. Anyway, R.I.P. Redtail. <laughs> there's like a lot of rumors and shit going through the Thunder Clan now with like because Tiger Claw is both like spreading rumors that Yellowtail's evil, spreading rumors that Ravenpaw is an idiot and like can't be trusted because he's afraid that Ravenpaw will go to other cats and tell them what he saw. And also, I think at this point, spreading rumors about Firepaw. Perhaps. Yeah, I th- I mean, because all along he's been like, oh, he's too soft. We can't have a former kitty pet. We only can have, like, wild-born cats in our clan. And then something happens to the Thunder Thunder Clan kittens. They're, they they they're disappeared, and Yellowfang has also disappeared, so they're sure that that she was the one who took them because she took the Shadow Clan cats, kittens. So then everyone goes out to look for her, and um, Firepot doesn't believe that Yellow Fang did it, and he he finds her, and she's like, hey, I didn't do it, but I think I know where they are. I, I think Shadow Clan has them, and I think I can help get them back. And, like, you should know that what happened... Before was the leader of Shadow Clan is like a real bad cat. I forget that. Broken Star. Bro- yeah, I mean, that's a fucked up name. I read the glossary at the front a lot of times, so I think that's the only reason I can name all the cats. Yeah, it does. It starts with a list of like all the cats. Like, it, it's like a dramatis cat so nigh of everyone. Um, and, it, and, and I hate it when books, I hate it when that is required. Yes. And I think at some point, in there um, because people are starting to turn on Ravenpaw, Graypaw and Firepaw bring Ravenpaw to a farm where a loner cat lives who's not a part of a clan 
Um, and kind of sets him up there because, like, he's a soft cat and he doesn't want to be a warrior anyway. Yeah, that's after this kitten thing, I think. Okay. Because uh, they go, because they go on the vision quest. The vision quest actually happened before oh. the kits were taken because that's when, uh, uh, what's now, Blue Star has the vision and says, we need to go back to camp. And that's when they go back and they discover that Shadow Clan has attacked. Yes, you're right. And that is where, unfortunately, Lionheart, he uh, takes one for the team. That's right, that's right, that's right. Right, and then they make Tiger Claw the second in command. After Lionheart. Yes. And that's when he starts spreading all the rumors to get the cats he doesn't like out of there. Yeah. 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 Um, So they, they set Ravenpaw up at this, like, farm... Um, and tell everyone that he died in battle gloriously. And they... Oh, fuck happens now? Something like they, they confront they, the Shadow Clan at some point. Oh, yeah. Yellowfang was telling them that, that Broken Star had killed like their own kittens. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Why would he do that? And I don't remember why. It's because um, all the clans are getting short on warriors. They're not having as many kits as before. And so... Um, Broken Star's solution to that was to start training them at three months, which That's is very young, right. and then making them full warriors at five or six months. Um, and he trained them too hard, and they died. But he didn't want to take credit for it, so he blamed Yellowfang, and everybody believed him because his word was law. And Yellowfang didn't say anything because she was like, Oh, the man, you know, he said it was true, so I don't want to go against him because bad things happen when you go against the male leadership. And then she ran away. <sighs> These books, that's, like, too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. And there is, like, we find out that the fucking whatever, the bad cat, he also killed his father and, like, took over the leadership and things were kind of okay before then, but now, like, they were Slytherins, but they were sort of okay Slytherins, and now they're just evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't fucking remember what else happened. Um, so they, not all the Shadow Clan cats like what Broken Star is doing, so some of them help um, Firepaw and Graypaw and Yellowfang, like, get into the camp. They have to hide in peat. And I remember they being like, oh, it smells bad. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Yellowfang um, and Broken Star fight. And I believe she defeats him. And his second-in-command takes over. And Yellowfang decides to go back to ThunderClan. Yeah, she yeah. becomes the new medicine cat. Because the medicine cat, when the, when the ThunderClan kittens disappear... The medicine cat is killed, so Yellow Fang becomes the new medicine cat of the Thunder Clan. Yeah. Yes, and then the the book ends on kind of a cliffhanger because well, Firepaw has been trying to tell Blue Star that Tiger Claw is shady, and he keeps like there's like three times where he forgets, like. And he leaves, like, he has her alone and they're doing something. He's like, I should tell her. And then he forgets and he leaves. And he's like, oh, I should have done it. And then one of the times he tries to tell her and she's like, oh, it's 
Because he's being promoted from apprentice to warrior, and he has to go on his own, like, baby vision quest. And he's like, before I go, I should tell you. And she's like, no, you can't talk right now. Like, you have to do your vision quest. And he's like, Bleh. And so um, so he still knows that Tiger Claw is, like, shady, and he needs to tell Blue Star, but he hasn't yet. And he's, like, on his vision quest, and then Tiger Claw comes and is like, hey, you're on your vision quest, huh? And then end of book. And so, like, pretty clearly the next one's going to start with this fire, heart, uh, tiger claw confrontation, but we don't get it in this one. Yeah. No. Uh, which, like, just, it's just, it's so absurd to me that, A, like, I am usually the person on this podcast, if you listening to this podcast probably know, who is okay at remembering the plot of these books and as I said at the start, like, it's not, it, it does follow a fairly traditional, like, hero's journey sort of story, and I still can't fucking remember what happens in it, so. Because it's, it's just nonsense names and just, like, all strung together, and I think it's the kind of thing where, I mean, these books are fucking beloved, and I think what a lot of the appeal must be, and it's clearly not working for me, But I've talked before about how I can really get into, like, a historical fiction that just has a lot of details about, like, jam making and it's just sort of soothing. And I feel like for another type of kid, I think they will really, like, chow down on all these, like, rituals and, like, choosing your new name and, like, you know, like, getting into digging into all of this. But I wasn't and I hate it and it's too much. Yeah. And I also (laughs) wonder if, like... If this was the length of an actual, like, fantasy novel, even a kid's fantasy novel, with all of this world building kind of spread out more organically over more pages, it might have been easier to parse. But because it's the first book in a series and it's like 150 pages long and you have to get everything in. Yeah, Sam, you've read more of these. How do you feel about that? Well, I I think I had an advantage with this one because even though... Some of the because some of these cats do appear in the new prophecy series. They just have different suffixes by that point. Mm. Um, but like I already knew what Star Clan was, and I already knew who the four clans were and some of their characteristics. So that made it easier for me to read. And then it took me a little while to get used to the new names. But I also had the Wikipedia page open a lot, um, which is bananas. The Wikipedia page is incredible because I think it was is clearly written by like a super fan or super fans of warriors, and it's like these books deal with incredibly sophisticated themes and can be car- compared to works of Shakespeare. And I was like, <laughs> "Fucking can it?" Like, I mean, I guess you just did, but <laughs> yeah, because for me, the glossary at the beginning isn't necessarily the most helpful. I mean, it's helpful for remembering, like, say, who's an apprentice versus who's a warrior, but they give descriptions of what each cat looks like and I I can't keep all that in my head so I wasn't I think if I had tried to picture like each cat individually distinctly I probably would have been like I, I have no idea I mean okay I guess gray paw is gray you know and right. rusty is orange but but yellow fang is white but I guess her fangs are yellow yeah red tail <laughs> probably had a red tail yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the warriors yeah and I was kind of disappointed when I took all the various what clan are you quizzes to get Wind Clan because they don't even appear in this book. They have been run off by Shadow Clan and nobody knows where they are. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. 
Yeah. I, I took what what clan would you be in, and I got kitty pet. <laughs> I also got loner slash kitty pet, which I think is entirely because there's a part where it's like, where would you like to live? A house or several different outdoor areas. I picked house, <laughs> and for I picked sure. house. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I did not. Um, and in some ways, it kind of feels fitting because. Like, clearly, Shadow Clan is the Slytherin of this world, and Thunder Clan is the Gryffindor. And so that leaves River Clan and Wind Clan to be kind of like toss up the Ravenclaw Hufflepuff. And I always get Gryffindor or Hufflepuff on the Harry Potter quizzes. So I guess that being a Wind Clan cat, if that's the Hufflepuff, isn't so bad. I guess kitty pets are the muggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you'll get to be inside a house warm and snug and you won't be hunting for you know that sweet mouse meat all the time yes. yeah no i'm fine with that i'm totally okay with i'm a i'd way rather be a kitty pet than a muggle yeah but i am a muggle yeah <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> all right well uh anything else you want to say about this book before we move on to our dramatic readings i don't believe so I caught on to Tiger Claw being real shady before Firepaw did. I was oh. kind of like, what is wrong with you? Same. Yeah. Like It was pretty heavily foreshadowed. Yeah. yeah. Do you well not notice all their secret glances? Yeah. Get it? Well, you know, he's still got those soft kitty pet instincts. Yeah. <sighs> Can get it. Oh, and we forgot to mention that Firepaw thought Spotted Leaf was super cute. Oh, Yeah. Uh, you know, so he was real sad when she died. Yeah, Wikipedia also says one of the major themes of these books is forbidden love, which is upsetting. <laughs> but I don't really remember that coming in until the next series. Although that's only, I haven't read any more of this series, just the Wikipedia page, which is probably enough for most people. Definitely more than enough TBH. Ugh. All right, well. So our first dramatic reading is from the prologue that sets up that sets up how uh, Firepaw is the chosen cat, and I'm just going to read the whole thing without trying to break up the cat voices because it's a lot. In a deserted clearing, an old gray she cat sat alone, staring up at the clear night sky. All around her in the shadows, she could hear the breathing and stirrings of sleeping cats. A small tortoiseshell she-cat emerged from a dark corner, her paw steps quick and soundless. The gray cat dipped her head in greeting. How is mouse fur? she meowed. Her wounds are deep, blue star, answered the tortoiseshell, settling herself on the cool on the night cool grass. But she is young and strong. She will heal quickly. And the others? They will all recover too. Blue star sighed. We are lucky not to have lost any of our warriors this time. You are a gifted medicine cat, Spotted Leaf. She tilted her head again and studied the stars. I am deeply troubled by tonight's defeat. ThunderClan has not been beaten in its own territory since I became leader, she murmured. These are difficult times for our clan. The season of New Leaf is late, and there have been fewer kits. ThunderClan needs more warriors if it is to survive. But the year is only just beginning, Spotted Leaf pointed out calmly. There will be more kits when Greenleaf comes. The gray cat twitched her broad shoulders. Perhaps, but training our young to become warriors takes time. If ThunderClan is to defend its territory, it must have new warriors as soon as possible. 
Are you asking Star Clan for answered? Meowed Spotted Leaf gently, following Blue Star's gaze and staring up at the swath of stars glittering in the night sky. It is at times like this we need the words of ancient warriors to help us. Has Star Clan spoken to you? Blue Star asked. Not for some moons, Blue Star. Suddenly, a shooting star blazed over the treetops. Spotted Leaf's tail twitched and the fur along her spine bristled. Blue Star's ears pricked, but she remained silent as Spotted Leaf continued to gaze upward. After a few moments, Spotted Leaf lowered her head and turned to Blue Star. It was a message from Star Clan, she murmured. A distant look came into her eyes. Fire alone can save our clan. Fire, Blue Star echoed, but fire is feared by all the clans. How can it save us? Spotted Leaf shook her head. I do not know, she admitted, but this is the message Star Clan has chosen to share with me. The Thunder Clan leader fixed her clear blue eyes on the medicine cat. You have never been wrong before, Spotted Leaf, she meowed. If Star Clan has spoken, then it must be so. Fire will save our clan. Will it? <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the next dramatic reading is going to be right when uh, Rusty slash Firepaw slash whatever the fuck his name ends up being. Fireheart. uh, Ends up meeting up with the other clan cats and gets the offer to join them. And I'm going to read the whole thing and I'm going to go now. Blue Star looked again at Lionheart. The gold tabby stared back at her steadily. At last, she returned her gaze to Rusty and meowed, Perhaps you should find out these things for yourself. Would you like to join ThunderClan? Rusty was so surprised he couldn't speak. Bluestar went on, If you did, you would train with Graypaw to become a clan warrior. But kitty, ca- kitty pets can't be warriors, Graypaw blurted out. They don't have warrior blood. A sad look clouded Bluestar's eyes. Warrior blood, she echoed with a sigh. Too much of that has been spilt lately. Blue Star fell silent, and Lionheart meowed. Blue Star is only offering you training, young Kit. There is no guarantee that you would become a full warrior. It might prove too difficult for you. After all, you are used to a comfortable life. Rusty was stung by Lionheart's words. He swung his head around to face the golden tabby. Why offer me the chance, then? But it was Blue Star who answered. You are right to question our motives, young one. The fact is, ThunderClan needs more warriors. Understand that Blue Star does not make this offer lightly, warned Lionheart. If you wish to train with us, we will have to take you into our clan. You must either live with us and respect our ways, or return to your two-leg place and never come back. You cannot live with a paw in each world. A cool breeze stirred the undergrowth, ruffling Rusty's fur. He shivered, not with the cold, but with excitement at the incredible possibilities opening up in front of him. Are you wondering if it's worth giving up your comfortable kitty pet life? asked Blue Star gently. But do you realize the price you will pay for your warmth and food? Rusty looked at her, puzzled. Surely his encounter with these cats had proved to him just how easy and luxurious his life was. I can tell you're still a Tom, Blue Star added. 
despite the two-leg stench that clings to your fur. What do you mean, still a tom? You haven't been taken by the two legs to see the cutter, meowed Blue Star gravely. You would be very different then. Not quite so keen to fight a clan cat, I suspect. Rusty was confused. He suddenly thought of Henry, who had become fat and lazy since his visit to the vet. Was that what Blue Star meant by the cutter? The clan may not be able to offer you such easy food and warmth, continued Blue Star. In the season of leaf bear, nights in the forest can be cruel. The clan will demand great loyalty and hard work. You'll be expected to protect the clan with your life if necessary. And there are many mouths to feed. But the rewards are great. You will remain a Tom. You will be trained in the ways of the wild. You will learn what it is to be a real cat. The strength and the fellowship of the clan will always be with you, even when you hunt alone. Rusty's head reeled. Blue Star seemed to be offering him the life he had lived so many times and so tantalizingly in his dreams. But could he live like that for real? Lionheart interrupted his thoughts. Come, Blue Star, let's not waste any more time here. We must be ready to join the other patrol at Moon High. Tiger Claw will wonder what had become of us. He stood up and flicked his tail expectantly. Wait, Rusty meowed. Can I think about your offer? Blue Star looked at him for a long moment and nodded. Lionheart will be here tomorrow at Sun High, she told him. Give him your answer then. Anyway, that's the cat calendar. Sun High, Moon High, Bear Leaves, New Leaves, No Leaves, Green Leaves. I still just can't get over Rusty didn't think at all about his two legs. I know. It's very hard. <laughs> Maybe he didn't have good two leg parents. I mean, it sounded like they like they fed him and they cuddled with him. And they never mind. <laughs> I'm too. I'm team Rusty is two legs. <laughs> All right, and then Sam's got our final dramatic reading, and this is a thing we actually sort of glossed over. We talked about the vision quest, but we didn't really specify what that was. So I'll let Sam describe it to you. Yeah, so uh, there's a, well, I guess the cat clan equivalent of a sadness cave. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. uh, Of which the opening is called the Mother Mouth, uh, that every leader has to go to to get their special leader name. But it's also the place where they can best communicate with the Star Clan. And uh, Blue Star is feeling the need to communicate with Star Clan. And so... uh, she and Tiger Claw, Fire Paw, Raven Paw, and Gray Paw all go to the Mother Mouth to visit the Moonstone, which is where you have the dream sent to you from the Star Clan. I couldn't tell what the Moonstone was supposed to be, by the way. I is think... It, is it just like a glowing rock? Like Yeah, I think it's a glowing rock. Because some of the other stuff is like, oh, Thunderpath is a road, I get it, or like whatever, but... This didn't really make sense to me. Like, I've never encountered a rock that glows the, in nature. The moon has to shine on it just the right way. Okay. Sure. That's normal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall I start? Yeah, jump on in there. Okay. We have entered the cavern of the moonstone, came Blue Star's soft reply. Wait here. It will be moon high soon. 
Firepaw folded his hind legs under him on the chilly stone floor and waited. He could hear the steady breathing of Blue Star and the more rapid, fear-scented panting of Tiger Claw. Suddenly, in a flash more blinding than the setting sun, the cave was lit up. Firepaw's eyes were wide open after the blackness of the tunnel. He closed them quickly against the cold, white light. When slowly he opened them into tiny slits and peered ahead, he saw a gleaming rock which glittered as if it were made from countless dewdrops. The Moonstone! Firepaw looked around. In the cold light reflected from the stone, he could make out the shadowy edges of a high-roofed cavern. The Moonstone rose up from the middle of the floor, three tail lengths high. Blue Star was staring upward, her fur bleached white in the glow of the Moonstone. Even Tiger Claw's dark pelt shone silver. Firepaw followed Blue Star's gaze. High in the roof was an opening that revealed a narrow triangle of night sky. The moon was casting a beam of light through the hole down on the moonstone, making it sparkle like a star. Beside him, Firepaw smelled Tiger Claw's fear scent growing until it became overpowering. Firepaw felt startled. Could the warrior see something else here? Something dangerous? He saw a flash of movement, felt fur rush past him, and heard the fleeing paw steps of Tiger Claw racing back to the entrance. Firepaw? Blue Star's voice was quiet and calm. I'm still here, he answered nervously. What had frightened Tiger Claw? Blue Star? Firepaw mewed again when she didn't answer. His heart was beating fast, making the blood roar in his ears. It is all right, young warrior. Don't be afraid, Blue Star murmured. Her calm voice settled him a little. I think Tiger Claw was surprised by the power of the Moonstone. In the world above, Tiger Claw is a fearless and mighty warrior. But down here, where the spirits of Star Clan speak, a cat needs a different kind of strength. What do you feel, Firepaw? Firepaw sniffed the air deeply and forced his body to relax. Only my own curiosity, he admitted. That is good, Blue Star replied. Firepaw looked back at the moonstone. His eyes had gotten used to its light and he was no longer dazzled. Instead, it soothed him. With a twitch of his tail, he remembered his dream. This was the brilliant ball of light he had seen. Spellbound, Firepaw watched as Blue Star padded up to the stone and lay down beside it. She reached her head forward and touched the moonstone with her nose. Her blue eyes sparkled with its reflection for a moment before she closed them. Now she rested her head on her paws, her eyelids flickering, her paws twitching occasionally. Was she, she sleeping? Then Firepaw remembered Gray Paw's words. New leaders have to sleep near the stone, and as they sleep, they have special dreams. He waited. The chill was not so intense here, but still he found himself shivering. He had no idea how much time had passed, but suddenly the rock stopped glowing. The cavern was plunged into darkness once more. Firepaw looked up to the opening in the roof of the cavern. The moon had passed on out of sight. All that remained were tiny stars shimmering in blackness. Firepaw could just make out the pale shape of his leader, lying beside the moonstone. He wanted to call out her name, but did not dare break the silence. After more endless moments, she spoke to him. 
Firepaw, are you still there? Her voice sounded remote and agitated. Yes, Blue Star. Firepaw heard Blue Star's paw steps approaching. Hurry, she hissed. He felt her fur brush past him. We must return to camp. Firepaw raced after her, astonished by the speed with which she rushed through the blackness. He followed her scent blindly up and up the stone tunnel until she led him safely back to the outside world. By the way, um, if Starkling can tell her about the attack on the kittens, why couldn't they tell her about how Tigerclaw is, like, shady? Like, yeah. It feels like, yeah. Anyway. Not that helpful, ghost cats. Yeah. <sighs> Anywho, that's that's this. Yeah. That's what this is. It's just a lot of this. Yes. <laughs> and uh, now do you guys want to play some Would You Rather? I would sure. indeed love to do that. Great. How about, would you rather be a kitty pet or a warrior cat? Kitty pet. I think we've already established this. I think we've already established I'd rather be a kitty pet than a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> as much as I would love my name to change every time I hit a new achievement in life, <laughs> I think I would rather be a kitty pet as well because I really hate being caught in the rain Oof. and having to get my own food. Uh-huh. So if I'm a kitty pet, I don't have to do those things. Plus, your name could still change as a kitty pet. Because, like, Duarte has, like, 20,000 nicknames. I feel like most house cats do. I mean, I think that really T.S. Eliot and Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of <laughs> drilled into us that <laughs> cats have many different names. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, how about, okay, if you can't be a kitty pet, would you rather be a medicine cat or a queen cat? Which means a mom cat, not a leader cat. You know, I, despite the fact that I would like to have children one day, I do not actually want to have children physically myself. I do not want to become pregnant. Mm -hmm. But, like, the queens do seem to have, like, a cushier life than the medicine cat. The medicine cats have to, like, carry on the spider webs. Yeah. And, like, do something to ticks. I forget. Yeah, I think I'm going to choose queen. Yeah, yeah, I'll choose queen, too. Like, and kittens are so cute, and you could just be surrounded with kittens all the time. Um, I actually think I want to be a medicine cat, Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want to have to, like, I don't know, if, how many litters do queen cats have to give birth to? Unclear, I don't know. And I guess, like, I want to have visions and access to poppy seeds and Mm -hmm. be important. Yeah. Like, you know. That's reasonable. That's a good choice, too. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to jump up a level of responsibility. Would you rather be a cat clan leader, like Blue Star, or an anamorph? Clarifying question. Yeah. If I'm an anamorph, am I, like, one of the anamorphs? Am I, like, in a battle against, like, evil alien forces and likely to end up with, like, PTSD or gravely injured or yes. all my friends died? Yes. So it's not just I have the ability to morph, it is... Anamorph. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise it's easy. Well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'd still rather be an anamorph because at least I could sleep in a house. 
Mm. Unless you're Tobias. It's true. I, but I know the rule. I know not <laughs> to stay in hawk form for more than two hours. <laughs> I just got to the point in the Adventure Zone where uh, Taco picks up the spell where he can turn into animals and they go on like a two minute tangent about not staying in the hawk for more than two hours, Tobias. <laughs> it's important. I'm going to be a cat clan leader because... Because being an actual animorph is so much pressure, like, you'd save the entire world. And if you're the leader of the cat clan, like, you just really have to worry about, like, 20 other cats. And that's about the level of responsibility I feel up to. <laughs> um, I'm glad Kate asked that cl- clarifying question because uh, I have never read an Animorphs book. Uh. And all I know about Animorphs is the Animorphs episode of this podcast. So, That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, but I think I would also pick a cat clan leader um, because you also get to have nine lives. That's like, true. We, we skipped over that part. Um, so Blue Star at one point tells the clan that she's used up five of her lives, so she's actually used up seven. But I feel like it might be cool that you know I could do something dumb or be in battle and die heroically like nine times before it's like really over. Yeah. Oh, animorphs can kind of do that because if they morph back, then it heals their wounds. But still, cat clan. Yeah. Plus then my name could end with star. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sam star. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, good game, everybody. And now let's play, not play, let's do Reader's Advisory, where we'll suggest some books to read instead of or in addition to these books. Uh, I mean, first of all, right off the bat, like, if you've got a kid who's into these, they're never going to run out of Warriors books, because there's, like, 40 of them. So just keep reading Warriors until you die or your tastes mature. You've got that. Um, second of all, this is absolutely, like, when I was a kid, I meant, like, you know, I really liked cats, but I also was so sensitive to, like, when things would happen to cats. Like, I found the movie Oliver and Company extremely upsetting and had to leave the theater. So that's, like, where I was at. But people would be like, oh, you like cats, here's this. And so somebody gave me this book called The Abandoned by Paul Gallico, which is an older, but it was written in like 1950, and it's about this like human boy who gets in a car accident and somehow wakes up and he's a cat now. And then this other like street cat adopts him and shows him how to be a cat. And I hated it, and it was so upsetting to me. But I feel like in the way that these Warriors books would have been. So if you're looking for sort of like grim cat life stories, I guess you might also like The Abandoned. Um, and definitely, as we said before, the Brian Jakes <clears throat> books in the Redwall series would probably strongly appeal, although the cats are more frequently the enemies. Yeah, it's, um, it's Mouse Town. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in a very similar vein to the Warriors are the Guardians of Guahul series, <laughs> which are essentially like Warriors but with owls. Mm-hmm. And Watership Down. If you like weird animal societies. It's warriors, but rabbits. Yes, (laughs) essentially. I also thought, um, so there's a Wings of Fire series about dragons by Tui Sutherland. Um, That's really popular at my library. And Tui Sutherland 
uh, at least for part of the Warrior series, was one of the authors being Aaron Hunter. Mm. So my guess is that if she helped come up with the idea for these books, that you would like the dragon books as well. I also thought that even though it involves humans, the Gregor the Overlander series by Suzanne Collins. And that's a good um, one. It's about, they're also about young protagonists learning to be warriors. Although in Gregor the Overlander, it's humans with bats and rats. And, and, and underground creatures. Underground creatures. Yeah. Um, and then it's also not cats, but there's Mouse Guard by David Peterson, which is a graphic novel series um, about mouse warriors and if you like that one there's also a tabletop role-playing game version so if you want to be role-playing as your as a mouse warrior great um one more recommendation i have well what one more recommendation i have for all ages uh and even if you don't like these warriors books is this documentary called keddy and it is a turkish documentary about different street cats of istanbul and they're all like they're all sort of like homeless cats, but they all are particularly attached to like a business or in some or a family, and they'll kind of stop by and visit, but then go about their business. And the documentary like follows them around, and it's also sort of about like the changing landscape of Istanbul, and it's it's really engaging and really sweet. And none of the cats die, and uh, also just a general recommendation if you don't know about does the dog it's a really great website that will tell you if a, a dog or cat or other pet type animal is harmed during a particular movie it's really good information to have it also it gives you very specific like not only if it happens but when it happens and in what scene so if you want to just fast forward through that so just if you're not hip to doesthedogdie.com, check it out. And we'll have more of these on the website in addition to the ones that we've already spoken about today. Mm-hmm. Right, and now it's time for our candy pairing where, like, you might need to drink some wine to get through this. Uh, you, you might also want a candy suggested to accompany this book. I went with Ice Mice, <laughs> which are a tie-in Harry Potter candy that you can get, you know, wherever they sell all that Harry Potter junk and also at Harry Potter World. Um, Mostly just because it's another tie-in product from another kid's franchise and that kind of, like, money-making foresight probably would strongly appeal to the creators of the Warrior series. And uh, so it feels very in tune with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My candy pairing is the Wildberry Skittles because... You know, they're, they're like wild berries, so they're superior to domestic berries. <laughs> except, actually, that flavor blend is not as good as original Skittles. And just like this is not as good as a house cat. I said it. <laughs> um, I think I was thinking along similar lines to Kate, because I thought of a blend of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Um, I think I was thinking of Bernie Bots, but... Uh, much like trying to keep track of all the different cats in this book, the flavors of the Jelly Belly Jelly Beans can be sometimes hard to tell the difference. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, you might get a bad one. Yeah, for for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Now it is time for the Rock Paper Snicked, a game where Kate will say who Dwayne the Rock Johnson would be if he were in this book. And I'll say 
who Wolverine would be if he were in this book, and Sam will choose which most enhances the book, or she can choose paper, which is to leave the book as is. I am real excited to see how you guys put these two in the Warriors book. (laughs) Get ready. (laughs) If Dwayne the Rock Johnson were in this book, uh, he would own, we, we kind of, oh no, we did talk about the farm. He would own the farm that Barley, the uh, loner cat, and eventually Ravenpaw take refuge on. And uh, he wouldn't really interact with the other cats that much. He wouldn't get into the uh, clan issues and the territorial problems that the other cats are having. But there would be frequent cutscenes in the second half of the book of the rock, like, feeding and petting Barley and Ravenpaw and, like, telling them they're good kitties and letting them, like, run all over him and fall asleep on top of him, which I think is what the people really want from this book. It is. <sighs> well, if Wolverine were in this book, um, you know, listeners to this podcast or readers of Marvel Comics will know that when times get tough, Wolverine will often retreat to a cave for some sadness alone time. And so I think he would happen to have uh, checked into the Mother Mouth Cave just just for some solo man pain time. Um, but then all these cats would come in for their secret moonstone ritual. And I think they would just sort of uh, ignore him because he is not really bothering them. And then so they would just all also fall asleep on top of Wolverine in proximity of the moonstone as well. And it would just be... Just really cute, just Wolverine sleeping with a bunch of cats. And then also, I think the combined powers of the Moonstone and Wolverine, I think those would give Blue Star one additional life. So she'd be a 10 life cat. I would really like both of these to happen. I don't know if that's really a choice. It's not. You uh, must choose. I know. <laughs> and I feel like I had a friend try to sway me because she sent me pictures of the rock holding cats. Yeah, please so... please share those with the class. We'll put them on the website. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I kind of like the idea of Wolverine being in pain and having a bunch of cats lying on top of him. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> So I think I'll go with the Wolverine. Plus, I really like Blue Star, so she needs some extra lives. Yes. So she's down to seven. It's it's worrisome. Um, Great. Well, it is a game where everyone wins because we all got to spend some time thinking about Wolverine and the Rock snuggling with some cats. By the way, if that interests you, there is a lot of fan fiction about this. Uh, Not... Not warriors specifically, but about Wolverine and the Rock and cats. And by a lot, we mean really, really just us. No, that's not true. Kelsey wrote one. Oh, right, that's true. Kelsey did write one. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but there is. is Okay, there's more than you might expect if you expected zero. (laughs) Hamilton is involved in a strange amount of them as well. It's, uh, yeah. It's out there. It's a little, but, you know, we got it. Uh, all right. So that's the rock, paper, snicked. Now, uh, what do you guys think the moral of the story is? Uh, my moral of the story is if you slap some Joseph Campbell on any kid-friendly animal, you'll have an instant bestseller. Uh, mine is please spay and neuter your pets as soon as possible so they don't go off and join weird woods cults. And my moral of the story was to believe yourself in yourself and you can rise above being a kitty pet if you want. 
But you may not want to because <laughs> no. it's kind of a weird wood cult. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of kitty pets, uh, it's time for Duarte's Corner when uh, normally my cat Duarte will share his opinions about the books. Um, but I have to say, you know, at first I was excited for Duarte to have this cat book to read and I thought it would be really relevant to his interests. But as I got into it, I realized that just in good conscience, I could not give this to Duarte because it's so hateful toward house cats. Um, and I think I think really the moral here of this Duarte's Corner is that it's it's so important for good representation and for, for own voices representation. And what we really need are some more books written by house cats for house cats. Um, but that's not what Warriors is. And so so Duarte did not read it. Yeah, I understand. I know it just—it would be so hurtful. Yeah, I think he would have been rooting for Rusty not to leave. Yeah, he'd be like, "Rusty, you dummy! Like your life sounds sweet." <sighs> All right, so Duarte, we'll, we'll get something good for you to read next time, or probably not, because that's not really what our podcast is. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, let me circle back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> To that in a moment. Um, all right, do any do any humans have any closing thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad revisiting the Warriors world. It was better than I expected. <laughs> it, I mean, it was a it was a quick read. I was about to say that. I was about to say I will give this to the book. It was a very quick read. Again, if if you're a cat lover of a certain of a certain level of sensitivity, very upsetting. But clearly, kids still love these. They're doing something right. So good for you. Air quote, Aaron Hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, if you want some more of worst bestsellers and some more of Duarte's thoughts and other books, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash worst bestsellers, or follow us on Twitter where we're worst bestseller with no S because the S had to go to, to all, to the star clan cats. They needed it. Uh, we also have a Goodreads group with a complicated URL. So I would recommend you just go to worstbestsellers.com and, and find your way to Goodreads from there. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher and iTunes and Google Play. And uh, if you do subscribe to us in any of those places, please take a moment to rate and review us. Uh, when you rate and review us, it pops us up a little bit in the charts and makes it easier for people to find us. And you really do have to rate and review us because there was a prophecy about this mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, came to us in the Mother Mouth Cave on the Moonstone Ritual. So... Please get on that. Uh, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash worstbestsellers. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, you can pledge a small recurring monthly donation. And in exchange, there are some perks for people who subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, early access to merchandise and a newsletter and all sorts of other things. And in turn, we can use that money to do things like uh, pay our editor, buy new equipment, uh, schedule live shows, all sorts of things like that. Go to the Lizzie Borden house. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> we got to get up to that number because I want to go so bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, and if you want more of me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at Renata Snacks. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Renata Snacks, and that is mostly pictures of Duarte, so if that's what you want, check that out. 
Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at 14across. Uh, I am on Instagram, but I don't use it. So I think really Renata only brought that up because of Duarte. So I was just following her and now... Anyway. Kate's Instagram has a disappointing number of Duarte pictures. Yes, that would be zero. Mm-hmm. There are some pictures of clouds. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I'm at libscody, C-O-T-E. And I am on Instagram as uh, smanfa23. And uh, my Instagram is mostly selfies of me, at, usually while I'm getting my hair done, or pictures of food. That's that's so. great. That's another great use of Instagram. Yeah. But I could put pictures of my parents' cats on there when I go visit. Yeah. You so sh- that... You should. Do it. You know. They're not warrior cats. <laughs> they're very happy kitty pets. Great. Um. All right. So that's where we are out there on the internet. And we'll be back in two weeks with Whiskey Beach by Nora Roberts. Yes. So uh-huh. as we said before about a good book to read next, you know how we feel about Nora Roberts. Our lady. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like a worse bestseller to me. That sounds like a good book. Here's the thing. Is it's our Valentine's Day gift to ourselves. Yes. And to the listeners. Yes. But mostly to, to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Pretty stoked. It's important to self-care. Exactly. Yeah, so thanks for listening. And Sam, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm real excited. It was on my bucket list. Now it's checked off. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you still have a lot of lives left before that bucket. No. <laughs> Well, if I'm really a cat clan leader, I've got at least nine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.